Bumps again to the sideline. Batted up. Oh, God! Stokely down the sideline! Can they catch him? Stokely! Wow! He broke his ankles! Now he's got an entourage! This is caught! Diggs! Sideline! Touchdown! Unbelievable! Derek Johnson, the all-time leading tackler in the history of the Chiefs! And now Brown is off to the races! Hurdles kicks him in! And a flag is thrown! That was the most exciting thing to happen tonight. I tell you what, that was a great call on your part. <laughs> that was a great call. And the game is over! Oh, the game is oh, over! Oh, the oh, Philadelphia oh, Eagles oh, are Super Bowl oh, champions! Oh, Eagles fans oh, everywhere, this is for you! Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Broad Street Burners podcast, where we will be covering everything NFL we got a jam-packed week six. Thursday night starts us off with the Dookie Bowl. We have the Super Bowl then on Sunday afternoon, leading us right into the Scumbag Bowl on Sunday night. So a lot to get into, a lot to talk about. Uh, I just wanted to kick it off to you, Rubes. A little bit of a tough week last week. I think you came back to earth. How you feeling? Uh, nah, I feel good. I mean, it was, it was, it was a tough week. Um, and I just, you know, in, in true gambler fashion, just kept adding play after play and L after L. It was, it was, it was very tough. Um, I did, I didn't do too bad on over unders, uh, like I've been doing. I, I picked a lot of unders. There were a lot of unders, but I think I picked every single spread wrong. So, uh, if you faded me, then uh, you're probably rich right now, um, so you're welcome. Um, if you rode with me, uh, your your bookie's probably looking for you. But, uh, I mean, I'm excited to get things right this week. I still have a ton of picks, um, so fade fade with caution, tail with caution. Take what you like, um, but I, I think I'm, I'm going to be back on fire again this week. Um, I didn't... I sh- I should have looked before this what my total for the year is, but I mean, even with the last three weeks with as bad as last week was, I think I'm still two games over 500, so um, not too bad at all. Yeah, not bad at all. I mean, you're not going to be perfect every week, and that's just the name of the game, and I think last week in the NFL was a little bit of an anomaly. It was a little bit of a, a shittier week, so nothing to get caught up about, and I think you did put in your tweet to, did you put to fade you? When you tweeted out your picks on Sunday? Yeah, I said uh, fade with caution, but uh, I, I figured some people would start fading me since I've been so hot. Yeah, so I mean, I, I definitely think we're going to get right back on track this week. I love the board. Like, just looking at it now, like, I'm licking oh, my yeah. chops right now. It's a pretty um, board. It is a very pretty board, and we have some really great games to get into, especially on Sunday, but let's kick us off with Thursday night tonight. So, as always, we're getting the crystal ball out because this podcast will be released following tonight's game, but as I mentioned right in the beginning of the episode, we got the Dookie Bowl tonight. We have the Commanders, who are 1-4, traveling to Chicago to play Justin Fields and the Bears, who are 2-3. and three. Um, This one is pretty much a, a pick em tonight. You can get the Bears minus 1. Um, they're both 110 on the money line, and the over-under sits at 38. Um, so, 
I don't know about, well, I know what you're going to do here, but I, I still can't get over the fact that you're going to try to get back on track this week with uh, with Carson Wentz. Yeah, you know, um, like I was saying, it feels like 2018, 2019, all over again. I'm just going to keep betting on Carson Wentz and keep getting disappointed. I am going to go with the Commanders again tonight. I did see a nice a nice encouraging stat today. Um, Carson, he's played six Sunday night games. He's got 1,400 yards, um, which is more than 200 a game, obviously. He's got 15 touchdowns, which means more than two touchdowns per game, and he only has two picks in those six games. So um, if he can keep up what he's done on Thursday nights, um, he's been he's 6-0 on Thursday night as well. So if he can just keep that up, uh, I think we're in good shape here. Also, the Bears are fucking ass, so that helps. Yeah, that helps a lot, and the I did see the Carson Wentz statistics on Thursday nights as well. That's kind of a little bit trending on Twitter, so I don't know what it is about Thursdays, but uh, Carson just seems to turn into Tom Brady in Thursday night primetime, so well, it should be pretty interesting. It isn't the Sabbath, so he can stay a little bit more focused. He's not focused on the Lord, um, so I think that's why Thursday might be his forte. Yeah, and um, I, I'm a little bit unsure about how this game's going to go. I do think it's going to be high scoring though. Um, I, I do like uh, a little bit of a higher scoring game here. I do like he the commanders as well, just because of the stats with Carson Wentz, mm -hmm. but I think the bears do keep up with them as well, especially with them being at home. I don't know if I'm fucking crazy, but I'm kind of feeling a, a little bit of a Justin Fields breakout game here. Yeah. I would love to see Justin Fields breakout. Just, just show something Give those Chicago fans something to hope for going into next week because it has been bad. I think they completed 15 passes, though, last week, which is, for for a normal passing offense, that's like 50. But, you know, progress. Yeah, I was, I was trying to cook up a little same-game parlay earlier, trying to hit a little bit of a lottery ticket, but I didn't end up putting one in just because I didn't want to waste my money. Um, but I was <laughs> thinking about Justin Fields' 250-plus yards and a Darnell Mooney touchdown. Didn't end up putting that in, but if that does hit the crystal ball, you know, uh, last week was was a little tough. I had uh, Jerry Judy first touchdown score and Michael Pittman to score a touchdown parlay, and there was no touchdown scored in that game. So I'm just going to stay away from this one just for sake of my wallet. Um, but one more thing I wanted to get into um, that relates to this game is just with Carson Wentz and Ron Rivera. Um, so I was thinking about this a little mm. bit, and I'm a little worried that Carson Wentz has like school shooter vibes. Um, like I'm genuinely worried that if things continue to go bad for him this season, I'm not even joking. He's going to shoot up the locker room. Well, we know he is definitely pro two a, so that, that always makes you nervous. Um, we know that mentally he's not the strongest, so that also makes you nervous. And we also know that he doesn't have many friends in the locker room. So those are three recipe, three things that add up for a recipe for disaster. Um, I, I I don't know if I'd go as far as to say he's gonna shoot up the locker room. However, um, you know you can't you can't you can't say it's not gonna happen. <laughs> and it's it's crazy to me because even if he, now I'm not saying he's gonna do this or wishing it would happen, but if he were to shoot up like the locker room, it wouldn't even be the biggest storyline surrounding the Commanders, just because Dan Schneider apparently wants to ruin the NFL. Um, and apparently has some dirt on the owners and Roger mm -hmm. Goodell. I don't know if I'm buying stock into that, but just a total shit show over in Washington. Um, not really surprising, though. 
worst case scenario, if he does shoot up the locker room, we know Brian Robert Brian Robinson <laughs> will survive. So um, we can always look out for that. <laughs> too soon, too soon, too soon. But he is getting this. <laughs> he is getting the start tonight, which is pretty awesome. And that clip of him uh, running out to many men by Fifty Cent. Um, you know that super that's baller. Enough, that's enough to get your penis tingling. So I love that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, so I guess we'll move right on to Sunday. Um, don't want to spend too much time on this Thursday, terrible Thursday night game. Um, but so first matchup we're looking at here, we're looking at Bucks at Pittsburgh, going into Pittsburgh. Um, it's it's a an eight point spread in favor of the Bucks. Um, the over under is forty four and a half. I'm curious what your thoughts are because I don't have a pick against the spread right in this one. Yeah, I mean, we were both on the Bucks last week against Atlanta. That one was looking decent going into halftime. The the Bucks took their foot off the gas, and Atlanta came back and almost came back and even won that game if it wasn't for the refs and that terrible roughing the passer call. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I like the I like the Bucks again this week. I think the Steelers are the worst team in the NFL. Um, and I'm still just banking on that that Bucks comeback. I still think the Bucks are legit contenders. I still think that offense is still getting their legs under them a bit just because it's been a slower start to the season for them with injuries. Um, but just after steal- seeing the Steelers' performance last week against the Bills, I don't even think you can consider taking the, uh, taking the Steelers' spread here. Yeah, and uh, I'm looking at it now, looking at the standings, and I see that the Steelers have the worst point differential in the entire league. So, um, betting on the Steelers, I mean, do it, do it if you want, but I, I would say that's pretty risky at this point. And you still don't know what you're getting out of Kenny Pickett. You do know what you're getting out of the quarterback position with the Bucks. So, um, I would say it's a lot of points, but I definitely wouldn't bet on the Steelers. Yeah, and I think this this spread is even a little bit um, smaller than I would have anticipated just because of last week with the Bucks, like, and the higher spreads really haven't been hitting. So I think this is really probably I would say like a ten to twelve point spread is what it should be. But just because of some of the factors last week, I think that's what's factoring into this one. I'd be comfortable taking the Bucks minus eight. I, I really am. I just think the Steelers are that bad. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely not a good matchup, but uh, it's something to keep your eye on. And just one more thing on the Steelers. I know we're ragging on them a little bit, but they, they've looked terrible. Like, they've looked like an incompetent football team. And if this continues on for the rest of the season, do you think they should the Steelers should consider getting rid of, of Mike Tomlin? I personally don't. I mean, this is his first bad season he hasn't had a great season in a long time but this is his first ever bad season I personally would say to to hold on to him I don't think Mike Tomlin's growing trees um but um I don't know I I mean it's it's a tough decision I would say keep him for another year you're seeing what you're getting out of Kenny Pickett and it doesn't look like it's going to be much um maybe you're in the market for a QB next year they have weapons they have uh, some great defensive players, obviously, like T.J. Watt and Cam Hayward. I would hold on to him for maybe one more year and uh, see see if you can get a QB in the market. There should be something in the market. Yeah, I think just out of respect for Tomlin, you might have to give him one more year after this season. But he, he's been with the Steelers for so long. Um, and like you said, they really haven't had a great season in, in quite a long time. And when you're when you're looking at um, you know the history of the Steelers, they've made the playoffs the past couple years, um, and before that, they really haven't done much damage. The last time they made it 
Um, the last time they won a playoff game was 2016 when they went to the conference championship. But other than that, not too much success. And Mike Tomlin is the second longest tenured coach in the NFL, but I think they just might be due for like a fresh voice in there. Um, you know, that era of the Steelers that we grew up watching, it's not there and it's not coming anytime soon. I don't think in my opinion, um, so I, I do think they this might be a little bit of an overreaction, but I, I do think they need to to move on from Mike Tomlin's great football coach, but I just think they need uh they need something fresh down there uh in Pittsburgh. Yeah, yeah, and it might be time, but I think he'll get another job the next day if he wants it. Oh, without a doubt. So anything else uh you wanted to touch on on this game? Not really too much here. Um, no, not not too much here. Don't have a don't have a spread pick here. Um, yeah, I mean. I would expect Brady to be great. Yeah, without a doubt. So let's move on to the next game we have here. And this is one of the games I am absolutely licking my chops about. We have the New York Football Jets, who are 3-2, and two, traveling to Green Bay to pay the pa- play the Packers, who are also 3-2. and two. Packers, still a pretty big favorite here. They're minus 7.5, over-under sits at 45. You're on the Packers, I am too. Why are you with the Packers this week? Packers, I mean, they traveled to London last week. Um, the two teams that traveled to London the previous week where the Vikings and the Saints both came back from London, didn't have buys, both won. Um, this week, Packers, they're playing another New York team. I guess you would say they're New York team, maybe Jersey team. Um, but they're playing the Jets, and uh, I just think they bounce back here. They were up two touchdowns against the Giants. They got sluggish. They got sleepy. They lost, um, but I'm definitely expecting the Packers to bounce back big time and cover the seven and a half points. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I think the Packers are, are very much so due for a big bounce back here, and I'm, I'm starting to buy some stock into the Packers. I'm not writing them off one bit. I still think they come back, and I still think they're, they're contenders in the NFC. Um, I think if anything we've learned from watching Rodgers you know, over the past decade is these fluctuations in the Packers seasons happen. Um, you know, they, they start off slow. They, they get into a little bit of a rut, but they always find a way to bounce back. I don't care that they don't have Devontae Adams. I still think Rodgers is that good of a quarterback. He might be a little mentally checked out in the beginning of the season just because he can be. He's pretty old. Like, he's, he's done this so many times. Mm-hmm. But I think the Packers 100% bounce back, and I think everybody's starting to forget about them. Everyone's talking shit. I think they bounce back big time, and it's a perfect opponent, too, because the Jets are starting to get some noise in the mainstream media. They're 3-2. and two. The Jets suck. Yeah. They absolutely suck, and traveling to Green Bay is worst-case scenario for them. I think they get rolled on. Yeah, yeah, I could see it. Um, I'm, I don't expect much out of the Jets. I feel like they're kind of playing with house money right now, and Packers should take care of business big time in this one. Yeah, I know a lot of people are worried about like the Packers defense here, but I'm not sold on the the Jets offense. The Jets offense is okay. I think they had a, a pretty big game against Miami. I'm not calling it a fluke, but let's not act like the Jets have like this world-class offense. Yeah, they beat a third-string quarterback last week. I mean, exactly. Take, yeah. So, very much so looking for the uh looking for the Packers here to to beat up on the Jets. So that will be one game I'll have circled on my one o'clock Sunday slate. Um, moving right along here, another game I'm going to be keeping a close eye to. I really like this game. I know you don't have a pick here, but we have the 49ers who are three and two going against the Falcons who are home, who are two and three. Niners are minus five here. Over under sits at 44 and a half. 
Falcons are 5-0 against the spread this season. I think that changes this week. I think the 49ers go down there and absolutely dismantle the Falcons. I think they're against the spread run ends this week. And I, I think the, the 49ers continue to play good football and continue to win. Yeah, uh, I don't have a problem with that. I might, I mean, you're honestly swaying me towards the Niners. I didn't even think about how the Falcons were 5-0 and against the spread. Usually Vegas overcorrects itself, um, so I could totally see the Niners rolling all over them. Falcons don't have a good defense at all. Um, Niners obviously have a great run game. They always will. They always do. Um, Shanahan, a little bit of a revenge game. Used to, used to coach in Atlanta. Lost that Super Bowl with them. Um, yeah, I could definitely see the Niners rolling over the Falcons, but I'm not going to lock it in. Yeah, I, I do. I, I don't know what it is about the 49ers. I think it might just be like the uniforms. I think they just have such classic uniforms, but I'm a little bit of fan there. And the Falcons, like I said, just those numbers against the spread, they worry me. And I'm going to start fading them because they're going to be down bound to lose against the spread at some point in the season. I think it comes now because 5-0 and is just absolutely absurd. Um, and then one more thing for this game, it's just an all-time sexy QB matchup. You got Jimmy yeah. G, and Marcus Mariota is honestly an underrated, good-looking quarterback in this league. I think Marcus Mariota is actually pretty sexy. So two studs <laughs> going against each other at QB. I'm going to be locked in, seeing if I can get some sideline camera shots, maybe get a little half-chub there. So a little extracurricular activities going on in this one. Definitely going to be a lot of women and groupies in the crowd. Something to look <laughs> forward to while they flip over the red zone for this game, like probably once an hour. Yeah, I think I might make a request for like a QB cam for this game just because it, why not? They're, they're too good looking not to have that. Um, so not really too much else there. I think this one will, uh, will kind of get lost in the shuffle in the one o'clock slate just because I do think it'll be a blowout, but intriguing to see what happens here. Moving on to the Vikings and the Dolphins. We have the Vikings who are 4-1 at the top of the division going to Miami to play the Dolphins who are kind of falling off the boat here a little bit. 3-2. Vikings are minus 3.5. 45.5 is the over-under. And it looks like the Dolphins are going to be rolling with Skylar Thompson once again for this game just because of concussion protocol and all eyes are on them. Um, what do you think about this one? Vikings, everyone pretty much wrote them off when the Eagles kicked their butts on Monday night. Um, they're obviously not a bad team. They're a good team. They're 4-1. and one. They're leading the NFC North right now. Um, Dolphins, you know, they started 3-0. and People were ranking them up there with the Eagles, the two top teams in the league after week three. Now, you know, Tua goes down. Teddy goes down. They're down to Skylar Thompson. Is he the guy? No, obviously not. Um it's kind of a surprisingly small spread here. Uh, I would probably roll with the Vikings if I had a pick. Don't I don't have a pick I'm locking in here, but uh, yeah, I mean, what well, well, it? I would I would roll with the Vikings if if I was if I was betting on this. Yeah, I like the Vikings too, and uh, I don't know what it is, but the part of my take bump has me uh, a little bit liking Kirk Cousins right now. If you uh, listen to him uh, mm -hmm. in their one quarterback question, I. I just like the way he was handling himself on, on the podcast, and he actually made me laugh. Um, so I think I might become a, a Kirk Cousins fan. Yeah, and also um, off-the-field issues with the Dolphins, besides yep. the concussion problems, Tyreek Hill took the ping-pong table out of the locker room. That can't, that can't be making other guys happy, especially on the defense and uh, on the special teams. 
So right before we were we we started recording here, I was scrolling through Twitter and I saw that the ping pong table. I don't know if this is true or not, but I I was I saw that the ping pong table was actually removed by Tyreek Hill because it was bent, and they have a new custom one coming in soon. So I don't mm. think it had anything to do with um them being distracted over ping pong. I think it might just be because the, the ping pong table was bent, but either way, kind of an absurd storyline to, to get so much play in the news over a fucking ping pong table, but <laughs> whatever. I, I don't really get that, but I don't really know how, how ping pong really impacts an NFL team like that. Um, but either way, just kind of, I think people just searching for, for storylines or anything to talk about as if there isn't other things to talk about going on in the league. Yeah, yeah, uh, not a big story, but uh, not not really a matchup I'm looking forward to. Obviously, Kirk Cousins is pretty bland to watch. I mean, he's a decent quarterback, spreads the ball, and then Dolphins are starting a third-string quarterback, so just not a, not a great matchup. Yeah, not a great matchup. I don't really have a pick here. I don't have feel for this one. I can see the Dolphins, um, you know, c- coming in and, and – winning this game just because of the Vikings inconsistencies like they started off the season so hot got absolutely wiped by the Eagles started to bounce back a little bit almost lost to the Saints so I'm not completely sold on the Vikings so this is definitely a one you kind of want to stay away from unless you have some real feel here um, but nothing really too much else to discuss with this one so moving on to a game I am definitely excited about we have the Ravens who are three and two traveling to MetLife to play the Giants, who are 4-1. and one. Ravens are minus 5.5, kind of a... I was a little bit surprised by this line. Over-under sits at 45. The Giants are feeling the Brian Dable effect. Clear. It's clear. It's clear as day. I mean, Saquon's balling out like he's playing against Northwestern every week. I mean, it is crazy. Um Obviously, you you still have Lamar on the other side, so that's why you see the five and a half point favorites for the Ravens. I'm personally I'm rolling with the Ravens here. I know the Giants are one of your sweetheart teams. Um, however, I mean they got to start losing unless they want Daniel Jones to be their quarterback again next year. And I, if I'm a Giants fan, I I I don't know if I want that. Um, I mean I I guess you would have to ask Giants fans, but um, I feel like they're still playing with house money. I mean. They're playing good. I think they could obviously make the playoffs if they're four and one. They don't have to play too well the rest of the way just to get. I mean, if they go six and what six and yeah. I mean, if mental math, baby. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) if they go six and six the rest of the way, they'll they'll be uh, ten and seven. So they only have to play five hundred ball to get to ten wins, but. Um, I, I mean, I see Lamar Jackson running all over them and bringing them back down to earth. Um, great, great rushing QB game because Daniel Jones definitely has some wheels on him too. Yeah, Danny Dimes, I, I guess you can't call him an underrated rusher anymore because he's just been doing it for the past couple seasons. Yeah. Um, but you mentioned that the Giants were my sweetheart, not to toot my own horn, but I did uh, I did call the, the win against the Packers last yes, week. Yes, you did. But one thing about me is you have to buy low and sell high. I am 100% done with the Giants. Last <laughs> week was the peak of their season. Their rough patch starts now. No playoffs for them. The Ravens, I'm not going to say they steamroll them, but I think the, the Ravens beat them with authority. 
I'm done with the Giants. That that win last week was huge. They were in London. They beat the Packers. They came back and won. The Giants aren't a good football team. Like, let's be real. And Daniel Jones, I like Daniel Jones, but I don't think he's, like, a great QB. But now everyone, now the Giants are on, like, everybody's radar as opposed to last week. Like, everyone still thought the Giants were an overrated 3-1 and team. But now they're 4-1 and and beat the Packers. And all of a sudden, like, they're, are, are they a decent football team? Like, is Daniel Jones the next Ryan Tannehill? I don't know who it was, but someone was comparing the Giants to Tennessee when they first got Rabel and Tannehill. That's just, like, completely absurd. The Giants, they have Saquon. That's their only weapon on offense. They don't have any receivers. Like, I, I, they can't sustain and keep up with these good teams. So I think the rough patch starts now. I can see them losing, like, maybe two or three games in a row here. Um, but an absolutely brutal spot up here against the Ravens. I think the Ravens bounce back from that. From that win, that gritty win against the Bengals last week, I think they just beat the Giants with authority, and the Giants go back to the poverty, the poverty franchise that they are. Yeah, you know what's better than a, a wildcat formation with, uh, with Saquon running the QB spot, having Lamar Jackson run the QB spot, who's as fast and as agile as Lamar and can throw it sixty-five yards down the field. Exactly, and I think he missed a, a couple of big throws last week. I think he just like bounces back and reminds everyone like who he is, one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Um, but just one more thing I wanted to talk about here. like Let's say that the Giants' success does continue this season and they do scrape into the playoffs. Do you think they, they rock out with, with Danny Dimes? Like, Do you think he gets a, a contract and you know continues in the next season with the Giants? I don't. I mean, I, I don't see how with his past track record that – that you can and he hasn't been playing particularly well in a lot of these wins um he played all right last week in london but the week prior when they won uh who they beat he had a, uh, against the bears he had a couple rushing touchdowns but he didn't throw the ball really well at all so um I, if i'm the giants i'm i'm definitely trying to roll with a new qb next year despite the winning and as an eagles fan like please sign me up for like a four-year contract for for danny Dimes oh, with yeah. the giants oh yeah like that oh, would yeah. just be amazing. I don't know if they're that dumb to do that, but we've seen them make worse mistakes like signing uh, Kenny Galladay. Kenny Galladay, so, yeah. We'll see Abs- about that one. Anything you else you wanted to touch on with this game before we uh, before we move on to the next? No, nothing much from this game. Just excited to watch Lamar get back in action and kick the shit out of the NFC East team that's weak. 100%. So next up on the slate, we have the Bengals 2-3, who are coming off a loss to the aforementioned Ravens, traveling to New Orleans to play against the Saints, who are also 2-3. and three. The Bengals are currently sitting at minus 2 for this game, so we have the Saints as home dogs here. Over-under sits at 43. You don't have a pick here, but just want to get your thoughts. Is, is this a trap line? Two points definitely seems like a trap line here. Um, Bengals... Didn't play bad last week on Sunday night against the Ravens. Um, Saints haven't been playing great ball lately. They, 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 um, they lo- did they beat the Seahawks last week? No, they didn't. I thought that they or did. They did. They did. They yeah. did. Sorry, I'm losing it. I'm losing it. Um, but yeah, um, definitely seems like a trap line. If if Jameis is back, then you never know what could happen here. Um, you're probably not going to see Taysom score three touchdowns again like he did last week that was just absolutely insane um he finally earned that 12 trillion dollar contract that he has for the saints just to play h-back um but yeah i mean it's it's a tricky line i don't have a pick for it um 
I'll be excited to see what comes out of it. Could be high scoring maybe again. I mean, the Saints put up a ton of points last week. We'll see. Yeah, yeah, and I I put trap line here just because that, that minus two did look a little bit shady to me. And also reading that this was the most public bet so far. Mm. I think I'm gonna go with the uh I think I'm gonna go with the Saints here and I think I might even go with like the Saints outright. Um the Saints haven't been bad. I know they're pretty banged up on the offensive side of the ball. Um, but either way, if it's Jameis or Andy Dalton there at quarterback, I still think they can find a way to get things done. The Bengals really haven't impressed me at all this season. The offense looked just terrible against the Ravens last week. I don't know what it is, but Joe Burrow just something doesn't look right. Um, that offense is definitely not flowing like you would have expected it to. So I think I'm going to be rocking with the Saints here. That's going to be my pick. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't hate that at all. Um, I don't hate that at all. It should be interesting. You know, back with the Bengals, it always just comes back to the O-line. If they can protect Burrow, they'll be all right. But if they can't, um, then you can expect them to just have the game blown open. Yeah, and hopefully they can get uh, get Jamar a little bit more involved because I'm in dire need of seeing him hit a gritty. <laughs> I feel like it's been a little while since I've he- seen him hit a touchdown gritty. That's just my favorite celebration, so would love to see one of those, but we'll see about that one. Not really going to be super tuned into that game, but we do next up have the Jags, who are 2-3, and three, going to Indianapolis to play the Colts, who are 2-2-1. Two, two and one. The Colts are minus 2 here, over-under sits at 42. Does Trevor Lawrence suck at football? No, he doesn't. And he's got he's got Dougie P on his side, who is the young QB whisperer. He'll I think he'll get him to figure figure it out again. Obviously, the Jags were kind of darlings in the beginning of the season because they were two and one, and then even in week four they were up on the Eagles, up two touchdowns. So everyone was on the Jags for a little bit there. Now everyone's off the Jags saying they're the same old Jags. I like the Jags here. I'm definitely taking them. I'm taking the two points that they're getting, and uh, I may even sprinkle on the money line. I think uh, Lawrence has a big week here after a terrible week last week against Houston. For whatever reason, they can't figure out Houston. I don't know what there is to figure out, but they can't figure it out. The Colts, we saw them on Thursday night. Um, they, they obviously got a few extra days of rest going into this game, a few extra days of prep. I, I just don't see it. They sh- What they showed on Thursday night was that they were terrible. Luckily, their defense isn't too bad, um, which kept them in the game, and they ended up winning. But uh, I like the Jags here for sure. Yeah, I like the Jags a little bit too here. I don't know if I'm going to rock with them totally, but especially with the Colts coming off of that win against the Broncos, I think that was, it's I hate to say this, but like a big win for them. But they're such a streaky team. I see them coming back in a huge letdown spot for them. I think Trevor Lawrence does suck at quarterback, but I think he can do one thing that would save him and make him a little bit better. I think if Trevor Lawrence buzzed his head and went with a buzz cut, he'd automatically be back to like superstar status. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I could see that. I mean, it's too long. It's just too straight and too long. If it was more flowy, then maybe you keep it. But I'm on the same page with you on that. Like, not sure why he has it long. Like, maybe if he's getting back shots, like... (laughs) his linemen like tugging on a little bit when they're hitting him from behind but i'm just not i'm not a a big fan of of the long hair i think if he got a buzz cut that would be actually like pretty tough 
people would start taking him seriously, but he really hasn't impressed. And for him being such a highly touted first round pick coming out of Clemson, um, obviously has been a bit of a disappointment. Like he hasn't even sniffed any type of conversation, like being up there with someone like a Joe Burrow or anything along those lines. So I don't know what the hell is going on with him. Like maybe he's just not that good, but would like to see him kind of pick it up a little bit, start hitting some deep balls down the field, taking some shots, but looking for the Jags to, to bounce back here. I still think they're the second best team in that division. Obviously that would make the Colts the third best team. So looking for a big win from the, uh, from the Jags here as well. Yeah, and that whole QB class he was in is pretty bad. I mean, you got Lawrence Wilson, Trey Lance, Justin Fields, and Mac Jones. None of them stick out. I mean, how would you rank those five? So who do we give me the uh, give me the rundown again? You got Lawrence, Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson went two, Trey Lance went three, and then you had uh, Justin Fields go somewhere around I think eleven, and then uh, Mac Jones I believe went fifteen in that draft. All first rounders. Yeah, I mean, I guess you have to go with Trevor Lawrence one, um, just because he. He's been the the least worst. And then I think I'm going to go mm, a little bit of a tough one. I think a little bit of recency bias plays in here, but I'll go Zach Wilson, two, Mac Jones, three, Justin Fields, four, and just because he has a decapitated leg, Trey Lance, five. But the Trey Lance stripper situation makes me want to put him a little bit higher, but just because he hasn't played, <laughs> I can't put him high. So that's how I'd, I'd rock out with uh, with that ranking. Yeah, I, th- I mean, I, I guess I would p- maybe put Mac Jones first just because he made it to the playoffs last year. Not really because of him, but, I mean, they did make it to the playoffs. Um, and then I would put Lawrence 2, Wilson 3. Um, I'll put Trey Lance 4, even though he's barely played. I think he's probably played about 15 games since high school. And uh, <laughs> then Justin Fields, I'll put, um, I'll put him fifth because he's completed about 15 passes since college so um that those are my power rankings but a very poor qb draft that was supposed to be great yeah terrible and i think they're you can kind of be all uh interchangeable there with with the quarterbacks so we'll, we'll see how that plays out in like the next five years it'll be intriguing to see how many of those guys are still in the league like half a decade from now yeah yeah, definitely. Um, but but speaking of Mac Jones here, we'll move on to the next. We have the Patriots coming off an absolutely huge win against the Lions, the Super Bowl of their season. They moved to two and three on the season. They travel to Cleveland to play the Browns, who are two and three as well. The Browns sit as the favorite here. They are minus two and a half. The over under sits at forty three and a half. So in our show notes here, I I even have it because I think the recency bias is real. Is is Zapatron QB one for the Patriots? I mean, he's looking good. He's looking good. I mean, he's playing tough. Um, he takes risks and everything. Um, as a uh, as a Patriots fan, you got to get excited about a QB that comes out of nowhere because that's where your goat came from, nowhere. So um, it, it's exciting for them. However, I'm rolling with the Browns here. I'm taking, I'm taking them. I'm giving up the two and a half points. Uh, Jacoby Brissett. Um, I think I'm just addicted to toxic relationships because <laughs> Jacoby really hurt me last week. They were on the goal line and he threw it through a pick right to the Chargers D back. It was it was insane. Um, he looked like he was trying to lose, but yeah, I mean they let me down big time last week. So why not roll with them again this week? Uh, I'm gonna roll with Jacoby Brissett and the Browns. 
Yeah, I, I like that pick as well, but just because of, like, what we mentioned last week and me not condoning sexual assault, unlike you, um, you know, can't really <laughs> put my neck out there for the Browns this week. So I can't take them, but I do like that pick. Um, and, and even, like, I have it here, like, maybe Jacoby percent like, isn't very good. Like, last week we were talking about how he's playing well, like, could maybe get another job next year, maybe with the Colts or something along those lines. And then in the fourth quarter, like, he just reminds us why he's a glorified backup QB. Yeah, that was, I mean, that was just a tough look. That was a tough look. I mean, he's rolling out of the pocket. He's got everything in front of him. He could throw it out. He could do whatever. And he just throws it right to the defender. I mean, that was just, you know, things were broken. Things were broken. Yeah, and the the Browns are, are <laughs> the Browns are intriguing to me. Like, if he could just keep them treading water until Deshaun Rapeson comes back, like I don't want to say it, but he hasn't played in a while. But like, they could could they do some damage when he comes back if they're still sitting around like five hundred, maybe a game above. Yeah, I mean, if they're if they're a uh, six and five by the time Deshaun comes back, which would mean that they would have to go four and two. In the next six, uh, they got a shot. I mean, and Deshaun comes back against his old team, Houston. They'll definitely win that game. Um, so, I mean, it's it's all out in front of them. The division isn't isn't too tough. Obviously, Pittsburgh's not very good. The Bengals are trying to figure themselves out. If they can just keep floating around, if even if they're five and six, maybe uh, Deshaun goes four and one at the end of the season. We'll see. Um, but yeah, as long as they. If they can just keep treading water, which Jacoby's pretty good at, um, then yeah, I, they're still in contention. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. I still think Karma's gonna gonna bite Deshaun in his ass, um, <laughs> and his dick, <laughs> and he's not gonna be the same quarterback that he was. But very intriguing to see how that will play out. Um, moving on to another game, which I won't. I'll be watching for one reason, but not really tuned in here for, for betting-wise. We have the Panthers, who are 1-4, finally moved on from Matt Rule, rest in peace, traveling to Los Angeles to play the Rams, who just look disheveled, who are 2-3. and three. Rams are huge favorites here, minus 10, over-under sits at 42, but at least we get to see our guy, P.J. Walker. T for Temple U. Here we go. Fight, fight, fight for the cherry and the white. PJ Walker is back, baby. I don't have a pick for this game. What I do have is over PJ Walker passing yards, over PJ Walker rushing yards, PJ Walker first touchdown, PJ Walker anytime touchdown. Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait. PJ Walker, my hero, brings me back to the to that Halloween night when we almost upset Notre Dame. Brings me back to upsetting Penn State. Uh, can't wait to watch my boy PJ Walker suit up and kick the shit out of the Rams defense. Aaron Donald isn't anything when PJ Walker's behind center. Yeah, I mean, with with all that being said, I think I might have to take the the Panthers plus ten here. Obviously, I don't think they're gonna win outright, but just with PJ Walker at quarterback, I think they're gonna give that uh that Panthers offense a little bit of rejuvenation, which what they haven't had with Baker Mayfield there, and the Rams look terrible for. Then in turn for them to have a, a double digit spread here, um, yeah. You know, I I think the Rams do win this game, obviously, but especially with you get that fire in your coach bump as well. I think I I might have just uh, talked myself in the Panthers plus ten here. Yeah, and all I mean, there's a million guys from Temple on the 
Carolina's roster, and now they know that the guy that's been keeping them in the league, Matt Rule, is gone. They really need to turn up if they want a job in the NFL next year. Look for uh, if for my fantasy owners of Robbie Anderson. Look for a big game. Him and PJ go way back. Um, yeah, I would expect a big game from all the Temple guys. The Temple Panthers are back, baby. Despite Matt Rule getting fired, they got a few. They got they got till uh, December to prove themselves and stay in the league next year. Uh, let's roll with the Panthers here. Let's roll with PJ. Yeah, I love it. Just out of respect, got to roll with the Panthers here. Um, just one more thing I wanted to touch on here, just about the Rams, because every time I, I watch this offense play, it's just like a, a men amongst boys. Is is Cooper Cup the best receiver that we've seen in, in years? I don't know if he's the best receiver we've seen in years or if every single play is just designed for him. I mean, they line him up in the backfield. They line him up in the slot out wide. Uh, they're always motioning him around. It's crazy how much they want to use him. I, I mean, prior to last year, I thought he was just like, Kevin Curtis. Now he, I mean, he looks insane. I, I mean, he's he's been absolutely, he's been an absolute monster. They use him all the time. Everyone knows they're going to use him, but no one can stop him. So you got to give him his respect. Uh, he's definitely the best receiver in the league right now. Yeah, with, without a doubt, best receiver in the league. But just like the consistency with him and the usage, it's unbelievable. Unlike anything I've seen in quite some time. I'm definitely, um, you know, in on him being the best receiver we've seen in years. Just what he does, especially as a white guy, truly unbelievable. It's it's an, it's an inspiration. It is an inspiration. It is an inspiration, absolutely. So <laughs> moving right on here to the Broad Street Burners Super Bowl, before we get to the actual Super Bowl, we have the Cardinals, who are 2-3, and three, traveling to Seattle to play our Seahawks, who are also 2-3. and three. The Cardinals sit as favorites here, minus two and a half. So we have the Seahawks as home dogs here. Over under sits at 50 and a half. Pretty big line, but what else could you expect from the best quarterback in the league and one of the best offensive offenses in the league? I want to get your thoughts on this game and your outlook for Geno. If this if he keeps this up, like what's gonna happen with him? Gino is the man. He's he's an overproducer. Um, every game with the Seahawks seems like it's going to be the over. They wrote him off. He ain't right back. He's uh, I I love Gino. I love everything he's doing this year. I love everything he's about. Um, if he if he keeps playing great, he's going to get a big contract. Um, I mean, you got to pay him. He's just killing it. Yeah. He looks like he's back in a West Virginia spread offense. I keep saying it. It's it's just incredible. I'm definitely rolling with the Seahawks and taking the two and a half points here. I think they uh, they beat the Cardinals. Their home team home team playing a divisional matchup. They could really sink the Cardinals if they win too. So um, I'm looking for the Seahawks to to fight them off pretty tough this game. Yeah, I mean I'm right there with you. I love the Seahawks. What Geno Smith has done this season has been truly unbelievable and honestly un unlike anything that I've ever seen in, you know, in my life. Like, I haven't seen a quarterback, like, come back like this and look this good. Like, some of those throws that he made last week was like watching Patrick Mahomes play quarterback. Yeah. And this is a guy who's been in the league for, what, like, close to a decade, was, has been sitting on the bench for years and is now just, like, coming out this season after he sees Russell Wilson gets traded, he gets the starting spot, and... Just throws absolute dimes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's so fun to watch. Um, Arizona deflating loss last week 
to the Eagles. I don't expect them to bounce back after a deflating loss. Seahawks, they played the Saints tough. They still lost, but uh, I'm just... I'm definitely... I mean, this game over under 15.5, I, I, I would still maybe roll with the over in this one. Interesting. Yeah, that is, that is a pretty high number. I think I might... I don't know what I'm going to do yet, but I might lean under here just because it's a division matchup. Yeah. So I could see it be a little more scrappy than, and, and that number is pretty big um, for what we've seen this season. So that'll be something to watch out for, but definitely going to be tuned into this game. If the Cardinals lose this game, Cliff Kingsbury is going to be on the hottest seat and I cannot wait to see him get fired because I just think he is the most overrated coach in football. So it would be great to see him go. Yeah, he's never he's never been a good coach either. I mean, he coached Patrick Mahomes at Texas Tech, and they weren't even. I didn't even know Patrick Mahomes went to Texas Tech. So, exactly. So that leads us right into the perfect segue for the Super Bowl of the regular season. We have the Bills, who are four and one, traveling to Arrowhead to play the Chiefs, who are also four and one. Patrick Mahomes sits as a home underdog. The Bills are minus two and a half. Over under sits at fifty four. Why do you like the Chiefs? Patrick Mahomes is the best underdog in the NFL. I believe he's seven zero and one against the spread when he is an underdog, which just shows you how good he is. That he's only been an underdog eight times in his whole career. Um, I like, I like the Chiefs in this one. Um, Bills have been playing well. Chiefs have been playing well. Um, I just. It just kind of seems like one of those things where the Chiefs just have the Bills number as well. Obviously, the Bills have definitely got to come out here and play with fire after the NFC or AFC divisional round last year, that legendary game that we all witnessed. Uh, but I'm, I'm rolling with the Chiefs here. I'm taking the points because you're not going to get too many opportunities to take points when with Patrick Mahomes as the QB. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm right there with you. I, I agree with everything you said there. Um, you know, you can't deny the, the Chiefs as underdogs, and that's that's one big reason for that. It's because I'm him. I'm fucking him, all right? Nobody's stopping me, especially if I'm a home dog against Josh Allen. Fuck his bitch ass. Everybody knows I'm the best QB in the NFL. Raiders went up 17-0, hammered that live money line. The Chiefs are it. Um, but one thing I really like about this game, it, it's just like having the um, having the Chiefs as, like you said, as a underdog. You really don't get that. Uh, you don't get that option too often. A home so, underdog. Home underdog. So I'm gonna pull out my crystal ball here once again. I'm gonna make a little bit of a crazy prediction, not too crazy. I think the Chiefs win this game, and then in turn in the playoffs, I think the Bills will get it done and finally beat the Chiefs like and that. go to the Super Bowl. I hope I hope that does happen because I'm on the Chiefs this time around, but in the playoffs, I definitely want the Bills to beat the Chiefs for sure. Um, also, as a big Jackson Mahomes fan, I do follow him on Snapchat. <laughs> it looks like uh, he hasn't been at too many games this year. He was at the game last week, so there's your Jackson Mahomes update. But um, he hasn't been at too many games. He's been... In Malibu, which I guess Patrick Mahomes bought him a place in Malibu just to kind of keep him out of sight, out of mind. Um, also saw Mahomes walk up to his family on the field, give his wife a kiss. Um, he just gave 
Jackson a little head nod, not even a handshake or a fist bump. He's kind of just like a make-a-wish kid at this point. So uh, <laughs> there's your Jackson Mahomes update. Take with that with what you will. I don't think he's a distraction for Patrick anymore because he's uh, keeping him shipped out in Malibu as much as he can. And that was the Jackson Mahomes update. Thank you for that, Grant. You got uh, it. Anything, <laughs> anything else you wanted to cover on this game before we move on to the next? Uh, no, that's it. Um, but, I mean, you, I just can't believe this game is on and other games are on. I cannot believe this is not a standalone game. It's crazy. Yeah, a little bit of a disappointment. But either way, everybody and their mother will be tuned into this one. Uh, just the Super Bowl of the regular season. Like, especially with the way things have been going for this season, like... The fact that we get a treat of a matchup like this, <clears throat> I'm, yeah. I'm really excited. And then, to follow that up with Sunday night, we have the Cowboys, who are 4-1, and one, traveling to Philadelphia to play the Eagles, who are 5-0. and oh. Eagles sit at minus 6.5 here, over-under sits at 42. I know you're on the Eagles. I don't think he will. Cooper Rush, prime time at the link. I think this is just going to be the death of the Cowboys. We need our Eagles fans to eat this dude alive. Yell all the ginger and redhead slurs that you know. Fucking crush this dude because we need the Eagles to win this game bad. I mean, it's going to be tough to sleep Sunday night if the Eagles go to, go and let the Cowboys come into Philly and win this game. I'm taking the Eagles. I'm giving up the six and a half points. I don't give a shit. I, I want the birds all the way. Um, I mean, Jalen Hurts, this is probably his biggest game. I mean, this is his biggest game of the season so far. He definitely has some pressure on him, but if, if we've seen anything with Jalen Hurts, it's pressure doesn't really affect him. Um, he's very cool, calm, and collected at all times. I, I expect the Eagles to win big in this one. Yeah, I mean, I'm right there with you, and I, I think I might be a little naive here going all in on the Eagles like this for this game, but I, I think the, the Cooper Rush era ends here. There's already rumblings about Dak coming back, even potentially for this game. I think they get absolutely smacked. I don't even think he can throw the ball 20 yards down the field with just how fired up the Eagles defense and the link is going to be. So I think this might be the end of Cooper Rush, but I have it in here. You said the biggest game of the season. This is the biggest game of Jalen Hurts' career thus far. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, it definitely is. I definitely understated it. Um, this is huge. Jalen knows how much we hate Dallas, and uh, he's got to play big in this one, um, especially because last time we had a national game against Dallas, I believe, was that Monday night football game in week two of last season, and he played terrible. I believe he threw a pick six to Trayvon Diggs, if I remember correctly. He might have thrown a second pick to Trayvon Diggs. Uh, he didn't look good at all, but I think he corrects that tonight, and I don't think the Cowboys' pass rush is ready to sack a guy like Jalen Hurts because he can move. Yeah, I mean, you hit the nail on the head, and, and another thing here, like, besides Jalen Hurts, this is a huge game for Nick Sirianni, and the way that he had this team ready to go in that in that night game against the Vikings, I see something similar here. I think he has this team absolutely fired up and ready to go. I think the game plan is going to be crispy, and we will beat the shit out of the Cowboys. Hopefully, we don't have to listen back to this next week on Sunday night or on Monday, whatever, and be disappointed with what happens because if the Cowboys do win this game, then the division is going to get a little bit spicy, but obviously I still think the Eagles have this on lock. Um, but the fact that it's at home for the Eagles, I think this is just an absolute 
just beat down on the Cowboys. So really looking forward to this one. Uh, anything else you wanted to touch on before we move on to the last game of the week six slate? No, n- nothing much here. I mean, I'm just I'm psyched to watch the Eagles on Sunday night, and I'm psyched to watch them kick the shit out of the Cowboys. Ride with me. Everyone take the birds. Oh, I just can't wait. I just can't wait to bet on the birds. I'm excited. Yep, vibes are going to be high, especially with it being a Sunday night game in prime time. Um, so just moving us right along here to a little bit of a dookie Monday night game after the two huge games with the Cowboys and Eagles and Bills and Chiefs. But we have the Broncos, who are 2-3, and three, um, you know, really praying for Russell Wilson and his shoulder injury. Hope he recovers soon. Um, you know, just absolutely hate to hear that from a fierce competitor like him. <laughs> They're traveling to L.A. to face off against the Chargers, who are 3-2. and two. Chargers sit at pretty uh, pretty big in my eyes as, as favorites here with, with minus 5, 46. Obviously, a, uh, a, a big um, divisional matchup here. Um, but yeah. I mean, like, I, oh, go ahead. Take yeah, I mean, I, I'm I'm letting Russ cook. I'm going with the Broncos. I don't I don't give a fuck about Thursday night. He's been terrible, but guess what? Every time you think you can depend on the Chargers, you fucking can't. I mean, they blow games nonstop. I, I'm I'm rolling with the Broncos. I'm gonna let Russ cook. Uh, I I I'm I'm pissed. They're on national TV. I mean, give me Bills Chiefs over this game all day. Flex that shit out. But uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna hope that Russ can cook a little bit. Um, you know, we keep, we keep trying to remind him, but future's watching. Yeah, he is watching and he might steal your bitch back if you, uh, if you don't pick it up here. All right. That, that's a PSA. I'll say it now. All right. <laughs> pick it up or else future's going to steal his, his woman back. I, I don't want to call Sierra a bitch I, we respect women here. Yeah. Um, I mean, but other than that, yeah, this is a huge game for Russell Wilson. I think he has to, to bounce back. Like the fans haven't been on his side all season, like from the very start of this season, like they have not had the support of their fan base. They paid him all that money, and this is a huge divisional matchup again on prime time. I don't know what the hell that we did to deserve Russell Wilson on Russell Wilson on prime time in these Broncos for like what the third or fourth time this season, but it's whatever. So I I don't have a pick here. I'm just gonna stay away because these two teams are probably the two worst teams to bet on just because they're so unpredictable. But I do like a little bit. I like the Broncos here. I, I will rock with you. I think Russ has to, like, he has to bounce back at some time. Um, so it'll be intriguing to see what happens. Yeah, he's losing the locker room a bit, so he needs this one. Yeah, big time. So that is actually going to wrap us up for all of the games in week six. Um, so a, a lot of picks here, a lot to watch out for. I think this is going to be a great week, just even in general student of the game, watching football wise, I think we have a lot of great matchups here. Um, we have the Super Bowl, obviously, then we have the scumbag bowl. So it, it's, it's an action packed slate. Um, anything else that you're going to be watching out for anything else you want to cover before we wrap up today? Four and twelve last week. I don't give a fuck if you write me off. I'm not fucking writing back. Expect me to go at least seventy percent again this week. Stamp it. And that's gonna wrap us up for this week's episode of the Broad Street Burners podcast. Thanks for listening.
takes him in, and a flag is thrown. One is, oh, there's a flag. That was the most exciting thing to happen tonight. I tell you what, that was a great call on your part. <laughs> that was a great call. And the game is over! The game is over! The Philadelphia Eagles are Super Bowl champions. Eagles fans everywhere, this is for you!